Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to the first episode of the Bible in 260. On this podcast, we'll be reading from Genesis 1 and 2, a beginning point of the Bible and a beginning point of understanding who God is. We'll also read Psalm 19 and Mark chapter 1, the beginning of the story of Jesus' life. So sit back and enjoy Genesis 1 and 2 coming right up. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was without shape and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the watery deep. But the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, so God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. There was evening and there was morning, marking the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. It was so. God called the expanse sky. There was evening and there was morning a second day. God said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and gathered waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the land produce vegetation, plants yielding seeds and trees on the land, bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants yielding seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning a third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let there be si- let them be signs to indicate seasons and days and years, and let them serve as lights in the expanse of the sky to give light to the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to rule over the day, and the lesser light to rule over the night. He made the stars also. God placed the lights in the sky in the expanse of the sky, to shine on the earth, to preside over the day and the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. There was evening, and there was morning, a fourth day. And God said, Let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. God created the great sea creatures and every living and moving thing which with the water swarmed according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. God saw that it was good. And God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning, a fifth day. God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, cattle, creeping things, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the cattle according to their kinds, and all the creatures that creep along the ground according to their kinds. God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, 
after our likeness, so they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move on the earth. God created humankind in, its own, in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I now give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the entire earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the animals of the earth I give to every bird of the air and to all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has living breath in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw that all that he had made, and it was very good. There was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. The heavens and the earth were completed with everything that was in them. By the seventh day, God finished the work that had, he had been doing, and he ceased on the seventh day all the work that he had been doing. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he ceased all the work that he had been doing in creation." Just going to pause here for a moment and uh, hope that you notice that as you've heard most of uh, all of Genesis chapter one and a little bit of Genesis chapter two, that this is a story of creation that has many repeating themes. God said, God said, God said, God spoken into being, that everything was created according to its kind and that there was purpose and meaning for it all, especially in the creation of humanity made in the image of God, specially made by God to reflect his image and who he is. Food for thought. The next section I'll read is the next part of chapter two, which has, in a sense, a parallel account of creation that helps us see more of what it means that God created this world. Genesis 2, beginning verse 4. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub of the field had yet grown on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. And there was no man to cultivate the ground. Springs would well up from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the soil of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. The Lord God planted an orchard in the east, in Eden, and there he placed the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees to grow from the soil, every tree that was pleasing to look at and good for food. Now the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil were in the middle of the orchard. Now a river flows from Eden to water the orchard, and from there divides into four head streams. The name of the first is the Pishon. It runs through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is pure. Pearls and lapsus luzili are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It runs through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is Tigris. It runs along the east side of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and placed him in the orchard in Eden to care for it and maintain it. Then the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat fruit from every tree in the orchard, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. The Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a companion for him who corresponds to him. The Lord God formed out of the ground every living animal of the field and every bird of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. 
and whatever the man called each living thing, that was its name. So the man named all the animals, the birds of the air, and the living creatures of the field. But for Adam, no companion who corresponded to him was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was asleep, he took part of the man's side and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the part he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Then the man said, This one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and unites with his wife, and they become one family. The man and his wife were both naked, but they were not ashamed. Chapter 2 of Genesis gives us an account of Adam being created and Eve being created. Adam breaking out into poetry when God, in a sense, walks Eve down the aisle to him for the first time, recognizing her as the perfect match for him. I hope that's an encouraging thought for you, whether you're married or not. This is a picture of God's design for marriage right off the bat. Next, we're going to read from Psalm 19. Uh, this is a psalm. It's part of the Bible. It's, it's Hebrew poetry. Many of them are song lyrics. And today's Psalm 19 is chosen because it connects with creation. So Psalm 19. For the music director, a psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God. The sky displays his handiwork. Day after day it speaks out. Night after night it reveals his greatness. There is no actual speech or word, nor is its voice literally heard. Yet its voice echoes throughout the earth. Its words carry to the distant horizon. In the sky he has pitched a tent for the sun. Like a bridegroom, the sun emerges from its chamber. Like a strong man, it enjoys running its course. It emerges from the distant horizon and goes from one end of the sky to the other. Nothing can escape its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect and preserves one's life. The rules set down by the Lord are reliable and impart wisdom to the inexperienced. The Lord's precepts are fair and make one joyful. The Lord's commands are pure and give insight for life. The commands to fear the Lord are right and endure forever. The judgments given by the Lord are trustworthy and absolutely just. They are of greater value than gold, than even a great amount of pure gold. They bring greater delight than honey, than even the sweetest honey from a honeycomb. Yes, your servant finds moral guidance there. Those who obey them receive a rich reward. But who can know all his errors? Please do not punish me for my sins that I am unaware of. Moreover, keep me from committing flagrant sins. Do not allow such sins to control me. Then I will be blameless and innocent of blatant rebellion. May my words and my thoughts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my sheltering rock and my Redeemer. And finally today, we'll be reading Mark chapter 1, the beginning of the story of the life of Jesus. Mark 1 the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one shouting in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. In the wilderness, John the baptizer began preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People from the whole Judean countryside and all of Jerusalem were going out to him. 
and he was baptizing them in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John wore a garment made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, One more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to bend down and untie the strap of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan River. And just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my one dear Son, and you I take great delight. The Spirit immediately drove Jesus into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days and during temptations from Satan. He was with wild animals, and angels were ministering to his needs. Now after John was in prison, Jesus went into Galilee and proclaimed the gospel of God. He said, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the gospel. As he went along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, Simon's brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will turn you into fishers of people. They left their nets immediately and followed him. Going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in their boat mending nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Then they went to Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. Now, just a quick little note here. A synagogue was a place where Jewish people would gather on the Sabbath day to hear the Bible being read and to learn about it. And so Jesus was following that custom, was following that tradition, and was doing that practice as well. So he's in the synagogue in a town where he was living at the time. Beginning again in verse 22. The people there were amazed by Jesus' teaching because he taught them like one who had authority, not like the experts in the law. Just then there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, Leave us alone, Jesus the Nazarene. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, Silence, come out of him. After throwing him into convulsions, the unclean spirit cried out with a loud voice and came out of the man. They were all amazed, so they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He even commands the unclean spirits and they obey him. So the news about him spread quickly throughout all the region around Galilee. Now as soon as they had left the synagogue, they entered Simon and Andrew's house with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law was lying down, sick with a fever. So they spoke to Jesus at once about her. Jesus came and raised her up by gently taking her hand. Then the fever left her and she began to serve them. And when it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered by the door. So he healed many who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons. But he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Then Jesus got up early in the morning when it was still very dark, departed and went out to a deserted place, and there he spent time in prayer. Simon and his companions searched for him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. He replied, Let us go elsewhere into the surrounding villages so that I can preach there too. 
for that is what I came out here to do. So he went into all of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Now a leper came to him and fell to his knees, asking for help. Just a note, a leper is somebody who has a skin disease in that day. It was incurable. Uh, There's different kinds of leprosy and skin diseases, but it was something that made them basically be separated from everybody else in their community. They were outcasts and lived with other lepers alone. So here's a leper coming to Jesus, and most people would run from the leper. Let's see what Jesus does. Beginning again, verse 40. Now a leper came to Jesus and fell at his knees, asking for help. If you are willing, you can make me clean, he said. Moved with indignation, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be clean. The leprosy left him at once, and he was clean. Immediately, Jesus sent the man away with a very strong warning. He told him, See that you do not say anything to anyone, but go show yourselves to the priests and bring the offering that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But as the man went out, he began to announce it publicly and spread the story widely so that Jesus was no longer able to enter any town openly, but stayed outside in remote places. Still, they kept coming to him from everywhere. And just a little note here, I don't know if you recognized it when you heard it read, but when the man asks Jesus to heal him, the first thing Jesus does is stretch out his hand and touch him and then heal him. It's amazing that Jesus doesn't become unclean, doesn't become infected, but Jesus is the one by his touch and his word that makes this man clean. And so having heard Genesis 1 and 2, the story of God's creating the world, Psalm 19, a psalm of praise to God for the way that he creates and the way he speaks through his word to help us understand. And then Mark chapter 1, giving us the beginning part of the ministry of Jesus, where we recognize Jesus teaches with an authority that is unlike anybody else, has power to heal unlike anybody else, and shows incredible grace and love to the people who are least and lost. Over the coming days, we're going to see more and more about how God's made this world, but also how Jesus is remaking the world. And I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're